stand by to launch Fanstream Sports. Three, two, one. <laughs> Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Fanstream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. Today's episode is brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center, North Dallas's premier golf practice facility with over 65 grass tees, two practice putting surfaces, a short game area, and an 18-hole mini golf course. With covered and heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game year-round. The Highlands Performance Golf Center is located in Carrollton on Trinity Mills in between Marsh and Midway. Give them a call at 972-733-4111 or check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of From the Rough, America's favorite golf podcast, live from the DSP Media <laughs> Fan Stream Sports Studios in sunny North Dallas. I'm Andy Car Tim, as always, joined alongside from his home studio in sunny Frisco, Texas, PJ of America member John Gerber. Hello, Johnny. Good morning. It is morning. morning. Is, is, it, is it? Well, if it's so cold here. It feels like morning. It does. It just like feels like morning. Five degrees outside. No, it's not. You haven't. You haven't it been is. outside all day. It's uh, here's why I know in the west degrees. Well, I, okay. So here's what I know when it's cold out. You don't ride your bike to the studio. So did you ride your bike? No, because I don't have to anymore. Well, it's cold then. That's yeah, my. That's 50, my. Fifty six ain't cold. That's my. That's my. I'm a meteorologist these days, okay. so I'm just telling you when it's. I know when it's cold here because I'm not here much anymore. But I know when it's cold when you ride your bike. Uh, it was below, we got below 30 yesterday. So this is like a summer vacation. Man, it's been cold. I hate, I hate this. I mean, I need the heat, man. I need the heat. Like I had to wrap up the faucets outside. Just, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Like it's winter you cover in Columbus your, you had, or something. You had to cover up your plants. <laughs> my, my dead grass. <laughs> yeah. I didn't bother yeah. covering up my dead grass, sir. Right. Right. Uh, big show for everybody today. Want to welcome everybody tuning in either on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, or if you're listening to the recorded podcast over at fanstreamsports.com or dspmediaonline.com, or if you are listening on the brand new Fanstream Sports app, because we are live on the Fanstream right. Sports app. So head over to uh, your Play Store. If it's um, iOS, the iOS, the uh, what the Apple Store, I guess is what they call it, like what I use. Or if you're one of those subterranean type uh, members of the population that likes to use Android phones, go over to that Google Play Store. That's me. I know. That's why I couldn't help you with anything. That's not true. I don't know how to do any of that stuff on the Android phones. I thought you were universal, dude. I thought you could do anything. Not on Androids. Okay. I refuse. I refuse. Go download that fan stream sports app. Listen to all of our live shows in real time or... We've got all of the recorded podcasts there for you to go to listen to whatever you want on demand. Special thanks also, of course, to TurfLife.club. We've got HighlandsPGC.com. And, of course, our friends over at uh, Golf Central Magazine at GolfCentralMag.com. The new March issue is out. Look at Johnny there with his Turf Life shirt rocking and rolling. I guess I'll go ahead and put this on there. I guess. Thank right. you. I appreciate that. Thank How you we very doing? much. But, uh, yes, good times had over the weekend, Johnny. It wasn't quite the finish that any of us wanted. But uh, it was, you know, I was kind of hoping at some point Jordan Spieth was going to be involved in a close finish, and he was, but not kind of in the way that he necessarily wanted to as Taylor Moore gets his first win there at the 2023 Valspar Championship. And – you know, going into this, if you would have said Taylor Moore outpaced Jordan Spieth over the final nine of the tournament, I don't know that I would have believed you, but that's exactly what he did. And what a, what a weekend for Taylor Moore. Yeah, you look at a guy like that, man. He's been playing pretty well all year, to be honest with you. I mean, he's 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 been on the radar, and this he, we didn't have – I kind of looked at him this week for our picks. He really wasn't a guy that jumped out. He was – you know, we always say how people – guys are kind of trending a little bit. Um, he's just, he's this guy, man. He's just had a really solid year. I mean, you look at a golf course like that and he was in a great position, right? That he was, you know, he shot 67 the last round. So he shot 400 part of the last round. So he teed off a lot earlier than the leaders. So it kind of gave him a little bit of opportunity to kind of, 
you know, get in the clubhouse, wait a little bit, post a good score. And he shot four under on that backside, man, which is, that's the hard side of that golf course. And, uh, you know, good for that guy. He's, he's just really solid. And, you know, you feel, you want to feel a little bit for Adam S. Um, you know, we, Adam don't Sank, yeah. word, we don't say that word in the golf realms, the golf pros, man. So the I worst refer- name ever for a golfer, Shank. Like it's not good. It's not good. Oh. I mean, that's, I know, I know that's a common occurrence for you, but oh, uh, yeah. for, for, for golf professionals like me, we don't really talk about that, but uh, Adam S man, how, bad, bad luck on that guy. But I'll tell you what, I really believe in the golf gods, uh, you know, him hitting that last shot being behind that tree, but you know, no BS aside, man. How about that? The probably the best golf shot all week is the shot that he hit left-handed. Next to that tree, how about that? The yeah, guy he, hit it like a hundred yards. He kept telling if you're watching on TV, he kept telling his uh, his caddy, he's like, Yeah, I, I can't I can't reach the fairway. You know, I'm not he wasn't even hoping to reach the fairway. He hit the damn thing through the fairway into the rough yeah. on the other side. It was it was a great shot. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. But you know, that was how you know, it was so weird, man. And and I, I obviously I watched the telecast and I was, you know, I'm a huge Jordan Speed fan. I love Jordan. Uh, has some business dealings with Jordan. I, I, I think he's fantastic, uh, and I root for Jordan. But to be honest with you, man, I'm so damn tired of him hitting in the trees and bouncing out in just a, three times in a row, three mm-hmm. times in a row that he hit in the trees. It bounced out, either hit a, hit a patron, hit in the trees, kind of bounced where he actually had a shot. And the one, I know he can't see it from the tee, right? But I know he can't see it. But the one time that he hit a marginal shot and he got a bad break and actually stayed where it should, he's bitching. Like, he's like, oh, and I, I was just over it. I was like, if you would have watched the telecast, Jordan, the three times you hit really bad golf shots and you got super lucky to actually stay in this golf tournament, and then the one time that you hit a really bad golf shot and you you didn't go out of bounds and penalize, you still had an opportunity to make par. And that shot that he hit on uh, on uh, six, on on seventeen, that drive off the tee, yeah, yeah, that's what you would hit, dude. I, I mean, I, that's I could have hit a better shot than that. I'll be honest. I agree. For the for the first time, you I believe you could have hit a better shot than Jordan Spieth because that ball, <laughs> a G five, that, that ball, that ball was. 60, 70 yards offline. It was bad. It was ugly. It was really bad, especially with a three-wood. He had three-wood, mm. and he hit it that far offline. So, you know, hey, listen, I, I'm not – deserving is probably the wrong uh, wrong way to say some things about how Jordan Spieth played, but he, he drove it really good for the most of the week, but he drove it real poorly uh, that last round. And, you know, he didn't really deserve to win that golf tournament, how he put it, but that, put, that bogey putt he made on 17 after he hit in the water, boy, how impressive was that man. And he, he kind of called Michael Greller off a little bit and say, cause Michael wanted him to hit a three wood kind yeah. of in that front left bunker, yeah. kind of carve it back around. And Jordan was like, no man, I'm, I, and, and they, that was that dialogue. I mean, they talk a lot. I mean, that's what, yeah. just what Jordan does. Uh, but for him to hit that nine iron out there and then wedge it on the green or uh, hit another nine iron on the green and actually make a bogey putt for, from that distance, man, was really impressive. And from then, you kind of think, well, that's what Jordan Jordan's going to win the golf tournament, right? If he makes that putt, he's like, this is what just Jordan does. Right. Um, and he just made another mistake. So, you know, hey, 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 listen, good for Taylor Moore. Great win for him. He's kind of one of those guys. It's He's won in every level. He was a all-American guy at Arkansas. He's one on the Canadian tour, one on the Corn Ferry tour, you know, just getting his feet wet here, you know, good for him. But I feel a little bit, I feel a little bit uh, bad for Adam S man, for sure. You know, and he, he was the story really for everybody that they were talking about going into Sunday. He, he brought his wife in, you know, from out of town to, to, to watch him play on Sunday and, and ho- hopefully win. she got there at 2 a.m., from traveling, he made her breakfast because he was just getting up to head to the course. You know, they told this story the entire time, but, uh, you know, Taylor Moore sitting in there, you know, not even in the last group. He was a few groups ahead of him, ahead of uh, Spieth and uh, and Shank. And, uh, you know, he's sitting there out there on the on the uh, driving range trying to stay loose because he's really playing for a playoff for, with Shank. But both Shank and freaking Jordan Spieth just butcher 18. Both yeah. of those approach shots were about three to four feet short, and then it rolled back down into the staging area. I mean, 
There's a ridge there that people you yeah, can't really yeah. see on TV. I mean, it's a big it's a big ledge there too. And they, that's they, a Sunday thing. They both just barely missed, you know, clearing it, which would have been a great shot, especially for Spieth. He knew what he had to do. He had to birdie. So he hits the top of the ridge. It, it rolls back down. He's got a near impossible putt. It would have been great for uh, you know to sink it. He missed it, and then he missed the par. Yeah, well, coming well, back. I mean, did he do it on purpose, right? I mean, why? And he, he didn't do it on purpose. Cost him a lot but of I, money, but it, it made Adam shake a ton of money because he got my point. second place. That's, you a, know, I mean, the, that's a life. That's a life changing amount of money. He, Jordan Speed didn't do it on purpose, obviously, right. but obviously his attention was kind of gone a little bit. Right. But that ridge right there, both those guys hit it in the rough, right, mm-hmm. for their next shot in there. So that was hard to kind of gauge a little bit of kind of jumping up that ledge and, and, and Jordan speed landed it literally four feet from being perfect. Yeah. And it was weird cause it spun out of the rough. Right. So that was kind of the thing that they were trying to gauge there. Um, and it kind of meandered back there where they had some of those putts, but you know, that's tough, man. You know, that Jordan speed kind of just lost him when he, you know, he's at the, he's at the point of his life right now that, you know, if he's not going to win the golf tournament he's like, Hey man, listen, it not, not much difference for me. So, uh, like I said, I think that's you know I'm trying to figure out maybe in the next day or so that is that good for Jordan Spieth's momentum going into this week, uh, going into the in, into the match play. You know, a guy that puts and chips it so good like him, uh, you never counting out, especially in match play. So I'm curious to see how he kind of propels himself uh, after not winning the golf tournament and then going into this week at the World Match Play. Um, and yeah, and we'll we'll talk about the uh, World. Golf club. The, Jesus. We'll talk about the match play uh, on on. I guess we need to decide if we're doing that tomorrow since it starts on Wednesday, or if we're just going to do it Wednesday and miss the matchup for tomorrow. But uh, we'll get into that a little bit more towards the end of the show. For you, for those of you that are just now tuning in, and it's been a couple of weeks, we've kind of got a new schedule for everybody. We're going to recap the weekend on Monday, so this is just strictly a recap show for the Valspar. And then on Wednesday, we usually preview the upcoming tournament for you and give Johnny's picks and all that good stuff. Well, of course, with match play down in Austin, the schedule's a little different for the players where they're starting tomorrow or on Wednesday, I'm sorry. Uh, So we may do a little bit on Tuesday for you, and then we'll have our regular show on Wednesday um, to get into that. But, uh, I mean, I was just highly impressed with with Taylor Moore. It's a huge win for him. Of course, it gives him – it's his first tour victory, and it, man, he's he's going to play at Augusta now this year. It's for a young player like that, man, and to do it to Jordan Spieth and to watch Jordan Spieth melt down like that. Uh, what he went up forty nine spots in the uh, in the rank world golf rankings uh, ahead of guys like Rory. Even, I mean, it's it's was he number nine, I believe now, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, yeah. that's just insane for a guy like that. What does that mean for a guy like that for his his overall mentality for the rest of the season? Well, first off, uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, he, he it builds confidence, tremendous confidence for him. Anytime you can win, and this was like one of the better fields uh, for the for the Valspar. It wasn't like the chopped liver out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at a guys like JT and Sam Burns made a move on Sunday there, which was great. Uh, Jordan Spieth, obviously, so that field was really good for not being one of those. Uh, you know, bigger fields with more money. So Valspar really did a a great push to get some of those guys there. That's really a testament to how great the event is itself. And it's a testament how much those guys like that golf course. The bad part is like it's where it fits in the schedule is terrible. And that's where they're really kind of struggling because, you know, you're, you're looking at, uh, you and, and, and this is kind of where Honda fits in also is that's why Honda is not going to have a title sponsor next year. So you look this is the fourth event on the swing, but they're kind of wedged in between, you know, those guys are going to play Bay Hill because it's a, it's a, it's an elevated field event. They're going to play the players championship because obviously it's a players championship. And then this following week, next, uh, next, this coming week is the match play. And there's only two guys that aren't playing. That's in the top 64 that the guys that not out of that, that didn't go to live. Right. So it's just, it's just wedged terribly in that schedule. And it's sad really, because like I said, those guys love the tournament. I mean, 
Hootie and the uh, the Darius Rucker played, how they roll out the red carpet, how great of a city Tampa is, and and how great that golf course is, man. And and we talked about this last week. I told you if somebody got to 10 under par, I said it. If somebody gets to double digits, they're going to win the golf tournament, and that's what happened. That just goes to show – how good of a place is, and it, the wind was blowing. It was not not the. I mean, the wind always blows this time of year in, in Florida, yeah. but it was a little bit a little bit colder than than it normally is this time of year in Florida. So, hey man, it's it's great. His confidence is going to boom. He's getting in the Masters. Uh, you know, I think I I, I don't want to say 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 wrong, but. I think there's only one or two players that didn't win a, a, a golf tournament that didn't get in in the uh, tour championship, right? So that kind of puts him in a really good spot, especially now uh, of the shortened season a little bit. The hard part is for him, uh, I don't know how much he moved up in the world rankings. Do you have that stat? How much? Yeah, he, world he, he went up 49 spots. To what, though? He's in ninth. He's number nine right now. No, that's the FedEx Cup. But I'm, I'm sorry, about, FedEx Cup. I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're so, right. so FedEx Cup is a little bit different right, how right, they're right. going to do the the, the uh, world rankings, and it's a little in the FedEx Cup. Really, he's going to get in these elevated events now, right? I mean, because right. because where he where he sits, so that's a huge bonus for him when it comes to that. So, yeah, there's 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 always positive. But I've, I promise you, this first thought when he was warming up to thinking he was going to get in the playoff, his first thought was, "Damn, I'm going to play in the Masters." Of course, right? I mean, three weeks. I'm so ready for yeah. the Masters, man. You are. I am. You know, uh, this is current first- current official world golf rankings for Taylor Moore is 49. Oh yeah. So listen, the guys. I mean, so he moved up. He moved up. He was 110. So that mm-hmm. gets him. That gets him really nothing. But now it gets him in all the elevated events. And maybe you know, just just going through the study and stuff that I've been doing. This is why the the elevated events are are um, kind of set out a little bit, and this is why some of the other ones are not. So a guy like Taylor Moore that wasn't in, he plays in a smaller field event and he wins. Now he is in that those elevated events, right? So right. he's not the, you know, he's not the uh, he's he's not the Tim Hams that's just playing out there trying to break a hundred and uh, trying to make this thing happen for him. But yeah, good things for this. The guy's been a winner every every stretch he's went. So you know, this doesn't really surprise me, even though we didn't have him on our card. Is uh is this you think sustainable for him? Is is he gonna is he? I mean, obviously, you guys have ups and downs during their their time, but is this something yeah, you think bit. he can sustain? Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's never gonna be one of those guys. He fits that mold of a lot of other guys that he's never gonna be a, go on those Scotty Shuffler runs and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Just because, like we talked about before, he, they don't have the length. Right. Like he doesn't have right. the length. He's not the longest guy on the PJ Tour. Uh, he doesn't really have the link. He's not the greatest putter. He's just he's just really solid in all these categories. Um, the guys who really go on those runs, I mean, Jordan Speed didn't really go on a run like Scotty Scheffler did. Scott, mm. I mean, because he doesn't have the link to dominate these types of places, right? So uh, yeah, do I think Tyler Moore is going to, uh, you know, Taylor Moore is going to be in that spot and never lose his card? Yeah, probably. He's just that solid. But this is going to give him all the confidence in the world. Uh, we talked a little bit about Jordan Spieth and where he felled and, and maybe his downfall and shortcomings as he prepares for Augusta National. Tommy Fleetwood tied for third going into Sunday's round. Uh, you know, he entered the final round of a pro event inside the top five 40 times. I counted maybe more. I, I didn't go that far back, but uh, his strokes gained uh, was pretty good in those those tournaments. So, you know, he's he's a good player on Sunday. Um he didn't have it this weekend, I didn't think. He hit some bad shots. Uh, that's a little fool's gold a little bit, I think, with Tommy Fleetwood is because his scoring average is really good on Sundays because he because he kind of bites the bit mm-hmm. through the week, right? You know, he doesn't he he doesn't really he's never really been in contention and then he's kind of one of those guys that goes for broke. Right. Or there's gonna he, he doesn't on Sunday he's he's ten shots back, he makes the cut, ten shots back, plays okay on Saturday. And then it's either feast or famine. That's why he has a pretty good scoring average on 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 us uh, on Sunday. But um, be careful with Tommy Fleetwood this this week in the match play. Oh, is that right? I'm gonna give you a little asterisk 
Tommy Fleetwood. I, I he could be uh just to let everybody know he could be on our card this week for for Ooh, match play. Watch out. Ooh, uh, ooh, watch out. Another guy I was watching, Sam Burns, was uh, finished in sixth at five under. He's now lost to five golfers in his last three Valspars. <laughs> and um, yeah. you know, I like Sam Burns. He's played well this year, but um he, you know, I'm not my 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 card's not your card, but I might shy away from him a little bit going into some future tournaments that are that are coming up. I just he doesn't look real confident out there to me. I, I look at it a little bit different than you do when it comes to that because I think now I'm just just uh, we talk about Travis Perkins as caddy mm-hmm. all the time, and this is his you know comfort zone there in Tampa, but he's just now getting healthy mm-hmm. from what we uh, well, I found out uh, I found out not too long ago he's kind of battled some injuries a little bit. Uh, so he's just now getting healthy. I'm going to have a little bit better of a conversation with Travis, uh, tomorrow when I go down and report and cover the, uh, WGC, but, uh, he's just now getting healthy. And, you know, when you, when you battle injuries like that, you know, and your health concerns, you can't really swing the way you want to swing and it's going to impede you a little bit, but I think he's healthy now and he's, he's really feeling a little bit better about his game and hitting the golf shots that he really wants to hit. And he's able to hit because his body is a little bit healthy. You know, if you look at him, Sam Burns last year, played a lot of golf, man. He had a great run. He won three times on the PGA tour. So when you're in that type of run, man, on the PGA tour, you win, you play a lot of golf because you're playing well, right? You just, you just really want to play some golf and, you know, with Colby, with the exception of Colby Sapp jumping in the background, you know, people, yeah. He can't Tell Colby, you. I said, hey, he can't no, he can't. I know, I know. But, you know, he that's just a confidence thing. You could, your body can move the way it is. And, you know, when you're healthy, uh, you know, that's how, that's how it's been with Sam Burns. So I have a little bit more information about Sam. Here's what I know about Sam going into the, uh, into ACC. It's not his favorite golf course. Sure. So, um, you know, in, in ACC is a little bit a little bit quirky and don't want to jump into it right now, but um, it's not his favorite place. And, you know, I, he finished sixth, like I said, at five under. That's a far cry, and it's heads and tails above where he's been the last uh, – well, the last three coming in. I think he missed cut, missed cut, tied for 35th or something like that coming in. So sixth place for him is not, not too terrible. No, he played. He played well. He played well last couple of weeks. He played good at uh, Arnold Palmer, and he played. He played okay at. at he, he he was trending a little bit better coming into sure. coming into yeah coming into Valspar. Sure, uh, Justin Thomas tied for tenth at three under. He had a nice week. He had a terrible terrible Players Championship. I thought um, his iron play has been good. I'm not, I'm not sure I can say too much else good about his game coming in and headed into the Masters. I'm a little worried about him. Um, he's going to be somebody, I think, maybe you disagree, that I want to watch in match play in Austin next week as everybody's yeah, I mean, getting ready for Augusta. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's weird with JT, man. I, God, I love him to death, man. I think he's great. He's obviously he's a perfect match play player. He's not – he doesn't shy away from any shots at all, mm-hmm. right? And he can – you know, he, he can spin the ball. He fights the ball. He's a bit like – he's it, he's a bit like Jordan, right? They're not scared of shit, but sometimes – you know, ignorant when you're when you're not scared, ignorance can get you, yeah, and sure. that's really going to worry me a little bit with JT. And it's going to be cold this week down in Austin, Main Four, for Austin. I think it's cold a little bit everywhere, and I know he doesn't like the cold, so uh, that's going to be a little interesting. I don't know. We haven't really jumped into the pods and things mm-hmm. of of WGC yet, but uh, I don't know, man. I don't like JT this week. And again, it's I don't like I don't like I know he doesn't like really fare the golf course. So let's get into uh, your picks and, and my picks coming into uh, the Valspar Championship again. My picks for entertainment purposes only. I'm kind of new at this and taking my shots in the dark and might have had a hit or you two. Are, here you recently. are new at this. You you are new at this. Very new at this, man. I'm still learning how all this stuff works. So that's why we listen to Johnny's picks when we make our bets, not mine. So coming into the week. We, I, I weirdly had Keegan Bradley with odds, but he didn't even play. So I still I don't know. I know. I still don't know where that came from. I, I Like I said, when I looked everything up on Monday, he he had odds, and I liked the odds. I saw some narratives about him playing. I thought it was great. So apparently at some point between Monday and Wednesday last week, he withdrew, uh, or somebody got some bad information that he was playing at all. So... Uh, I totally lost out on Keegan Bradley. My top 10, though, I had Garrick Higo tied for 58th at four, un- uh, four over. 
missed out on my top ten. My top twenty. Boy, he looked good early, early, early in the in the weekend. Uh, Kramer Hickok. Yeah, up. we're talking about that. We're texting yeah. back and forth. I, I was said, excited. You look like a genius. You look like a genius right now with this yeah. uh, with this Kramer Hickok pick. And yeah, well, it was funny. Off. We were texting back and forth. Yeah, uh, tied for forty fifth at two over. So uh, yeah, my my week my week went about other than the DNP for Keegan Bradley. My week went about like they usually go. Sometimes I'll hit on that top twenty or that top ten, but pretty rare i get any closer uh johnny's picks is always brought to you by golf central magazine over golfcentralmag.com check out their latest issue online at golfcentralmag.com you might find a little bonus section in there for you this month on fan stream sports and on us and uh, you can always find all the latest uh, it's it's really a golf lifestyle magazine lots of courses and resorts featured in there for you go check it out at golfcentralmag.com johnny how did your card look after uh, after sunday Boy, we weren't, we weren't, uh, we were looking pretty good actually at the beginning. Like we always do. We always come out. We're like, a, we're like that big, fast racehorse, right? I mean, we always look pretty good at the beginning. Sometimes when you get those long tracks, man, yeah. it, those, sometimes those, uh, those horses fail a little bit, but kind of the same status quo this week as we had the last few weeks. Um, you know, we're right at that break even point, make a little bit of money, lose a little bit of money. So we're kind of treading water a little bit, but. Our first pick last week that we had was Adam Hadwin. Man, it just really surprised me, man. I, this is a golf course that he he won before, uh, past champion here. He was in pretty good form after coming off, you know, good solid performance at uh, at uh, at the Players Championship. Man, really, really disappointing. Really surprised me. I talked to his caddy Joey Cruz that uh, said his guy was in good form. He hit some really bad golf shorts and made some big, uh, shots and made some big numbers. So him missing the cut really surprised me at uh, three over par. Our main man, Davis Riley, uh, T19 at minus one. Again, he was right there. He After the second round, he was one shot out of the lead. Third round, he was three shots out of the lead. And we're riding this guy, man. I, in, in, I'll, I'll, I'll know a little bit more in the next couple of weeks what's going on with Davis. He plays like we always talk about it. Highlands Performance Golf Center, Dallas resident here. I'll see you next week here at the match play. Going to have a nice little interview with Davis Riley uh, down there if, uh, if 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 we have a little bit of time tomorrow before the tournament starts. Um, can't figure can't figure it out. You watch this guy's golf swing on TV, you don't think he can miss. I mean, you really can. I mean, this this golf swing as a golf professional, as a guy that analyzes and studies golf swings, man, this guy has it figured out. And that's how I feel too with the with the, with the uh, screening. So, all right, uh, our, our our third pick, uh, Denny McCarthy, T nineteen minus one. Another guy, same situation, man. We want to feel like this guy is he's bound to win. As good of a putter as he is, we never feel like he's out. But he had right. a bad bad ball striking week that kind of got him out of contention. Uh, ham sandwich pick, Will Gordon, T thirty six plus one. Looking really good at the very beginning of uh, first 18 holes. Yeah. 36 holes looking real solid. Again, this guy's going to win on the PGA Tour. Ultra talented out of Vander- Vanderbilt. Uh, rookie on the PGA Tour. So, we're not going to give up on Will Gordon. Two top 10 picks this week. Justin Rose, T36, plus one. I don't know what else to say, guys. Same situation with all these guys that we picked. Looking really good at the beginning of the, uh, after 36 holes, man. And... Listen, I don't know if they went down to Clearwater Beach or they went to Hooters or I don't know what they did in between. The Some of the South Beach round. flu up there in Tampa? No, well, there is a little bit of – it's not quite the South Beach flu, but it is a little bit. It might, it might be the Clearwater Beach flu that they had going out there, had a little bit of fun in Tampa. Uh, I'm not going to tout uh, uh, Penthouse Club. I've never been there, but I heard it was pretty good. But maybe they they ventured out to a little penthouse. What do they what do they, what do they do there? Is that like a breakfast buffet or something? It is. It is. Okay. They serve breakfast. I they can do. see where that would be distracting for the players. Twenty four hours, twenty four hours a day. Breakfast, breakfast with a twist. I'll have to How check that, that place out sometime then. Yeah, I I'm heard. Was, I've never been. I've never been to Hooters either. You ever been to Hooters? No, I heard they have good hamburgers though. Yeah, yeah. It's the first. You know, the first Hooters was right there in Clearwater. Right, right in Clearwater, Florida. I've driven by it, but I never knew what they did inside there. Yeah, I was never allowed to go there. I don't know why. Your mom, your mama didn't let me. Nancy Gerber didn't let you have hamburgers. Nancy Gerber got a reference to Nancy Gerber, of course. Got to do that every week. Sorry, mama, but I heard they got good chicken wings. 
but that's all I heard. But uh, we did cash in with a nice little pick on Wyndham Clark, finishing fifth at minus six. It got us some really nice candy uh, right there at, uh, at, uh, at, at fifth place. We've got him for the top ten. So thanks, Wyndham Clark. Great, solid weekend for Wyndham Clark. And this is any guys he's, that we pick, please go talk to Wyndham Clark. He he does what we're supposed to do. He looked terrible the first 36 hole, barely made the cut, and just really, really played well this weekend. And that's 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 what I need these guys to do as opposed to the opposite. Yeah. Um, you know, going out there and playing well at the beginning of the week and then and then, you know, kind of shooting not very well on the weekend. So thanks, Wyndham Clark. Two top 20 picks this week. Joel Damon, T61, plus five. Again, I thought it was a perfect golf course for him. Doesn't like playing in the chilly weather. I think that got him a little bit. Uh, so he didn't help us out. And, you're, and we also had Garrick Higo that we knew this was the kiss of death. Yeah. We both picked him, like we always talk about. We finished T58 at plus four. So, again, kind of one of those choppy weeks again. We went. Uh, we what, what did we do? We went uh, one, one, and two mm-hmm. on matchup. So uh, some bad luck on Saturday matchups. I know you and I talked about it with our matchups. We had uh, we had Denny McCarthy and Davis Riley that uh, both played the last two holes uh, two over par to make pushes on a Saturday. Was and, rough. You know, no, nothing else drives me crazier when it comes down. To something like that, it's just like a bad beaten basketball that we've seen kind of this weekend on the NCAA tournament. It just drives me crazy when it comes to that. So, uh, yeah, we we got away with some pushes, but we should have had a couple winners there to hurt us a little bit. But a little choppy week again. We lost a little bit. We're still uh, we're still total. We are eight three and three on matchups, and we are a little bit in the red. A little bit still, I believe we're about fourteen. 1,420 units in the red this week. But that's only one week, guys. And, like, and this is an anomaly. We haven't won yet this year. But uh, once we get moving, this is my this coming up, my favorite week of the year. We won a lot of candy last year on this tournament. So I'm really, really feeling good with the matchups. And we're going to do this week, so we're going get, to get back on track. We are from the rough. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. I've got some questions for Johnny about this proposal from the USGA and the RNA to limit the distance golf balls can travel as they attempt to, you know, limit some of these uh, some of these guys that can just have such an advantage hitting the ball so far. I want to get into a little bit of that, a little bit of that, but we'll be right back here on From the Rough, right here on Fanstream Sports. Hello, sports fans. Fanstream Sports. Jeeves Law Group. I've known Scott Jeeves for quite some time, and he's just like us, a huge college football fan. But he's not just another PI attorney. He is a ferocious advocate for his clients. Scott Jeeves is a board-certified civil trial lawyer and a certified circuit court mediator practicing in Tampa Bay for over 30 years. He is an AV preeminent rated civil trial lawyer and certified circuit court mediator. Folks, these designations are not just given out. They're given only to the best trial attorneys. But more than anything, Scott takes these cases personally. I've heard it from his clients. He's a fighter you want on your side. Insurance companies hate it when they see you're represented by Jeeves. He's just different. 727-894-2929 or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. That's J-E-E-V-E-S LawGroup.com and tell them JP sent you. Guys, let me tell you about Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Are you experiencing low sex drive? fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, and you just don't feel like you have the vitality you once had, you're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. Do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Call 844 977 3477 
or go to BAMMC.com. Now is the time to make sure your home insurance is in order. In the last year, many of us have made improvements to our homes. So call the folks at Italiano and discuss these upgrades to make sure you have enough coverage. According to a recent report, almost 64% of homeowners don't have enough insurance on their home, which is their most valuable asset. Also, a great time to make sure you have flood insurance. Even if your mortgage company does not require flood insurance, your home could still be at flood risk. Another big item as we enter hurricane season is making sure your pool enclosure is added to your policy and there will be no issue at claim time. That happens a lot. So call your friendly agent at Italiano Insurance to review your policies today. 813-877-7799 or italianoinsurance.com. Attention, if you are home shopping or looking for a refinance, and even if you already have the approval letter, you must call my man Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services. Scott has a brand new program available in the greater Tampa Bay area called the Community Advantage Loan Program. Get this, no money down, no mortgage insurance, no points, no origination fee, purchase or refinance, and loan amounts up to $647,000. Now, there are some application requirements. It must be a single-family home, one unit, primary residence, and have a minimum 640 credit score. The program only applies to certain neighborhoods, so you have to call to find out if you qualify. So call Scott Fitzgerald at 813-294-7595 or email him at scott at com. Now, even if you don't qualify for that program, Scott will shop your loan around, get you the best rates, and won't charge you the huge upfront fees. And if you've had issues with your bank calling you back, Scott will return calls immediately or at least the same day. 813-294-7595 or email him, scott at amstampa.com. Scott Fitzgerald, MLS 386-722, American Mortgage Services, 1000 North Ashley Drive, Suite 1020 Temple. Coming back at you. Now, more fans dream sports. Welcome back to From the Rough on Fan Stream Sports. I'm Indy Tim. That is Johnny the Gerb Man Gerber, or as we sometimes refer to him, Gom Gerber. Yeah, you you make up more stuff about me. I mean, I don't. I mean, your name's a little vanilla. We got to dress it up a little bit. My name, hey, my name is not vanilla. Gob Gerber is a lot better. But you tell Nancy Gerber that. See what she sorry, does Nancy to you. Gerber. His name is beautiful. Don't ever, don't ever think that I think. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's exactly right. You know, she's the boss. You know that, right? She is. the She boss. runs the show. She does. She could she get does. me kicked off this thing real quick. We don't want that. In about thirty seconds, probably less than thirty. I was just trying to help you out because then you'd, you'd probably have to do it by yourself. I don't think you want. I might that. have to get her. I might have to get her down here to sign the ball. She needs to sign. The, the well, you can just take it with you when you go up there. That might be a good idea. I might See? do that. Uh-huh. Or we'd Great love to idea. have her in studio. She could sit in that's, during the show. That's not going to happen. Tell We've some little baby Gerber stories. And by baby Gerber, I don't mean the food. I mean you. That's not going to happen either. Did they name that food you know. after you? Baby Gerber. They should have. They should have. Because it's good. Baby food's good. It is. <laughs> Nobody has a clue what we're talking about right now. No, it's inside jokes. Insides, insides. It's best left for television people, not radio people. That's right. Uh, That's Johnny, right. I saw something really, really interesting because, you know, as, as as I often discuss here, to me, the game of golf seems really easy for a lot of these guys. And I hate those scores on some courses. I, this, I'm very public about this, that are 15 under, 20 under. Hell, we had a, what, a 26 under not too long ago. And to me, that just makes the game too easy. It's not so much fun to watch when a guy freaking birdies every hole. At least it's not for me. Some people probably love that. I'm also a baseball fan that likes the one to nothing games, the two to nothing games, uh, as opposed to the eleven to nine games. I love pitching duels in baseball. I like to see the course win sometimes, and it just seems to me, even in the time I've been watching golf since the '80s, when I when I played semi professionally. <laughs> Uh, it just seems to me that, man, even this, the way the equipment has, has changed and advanced in technology, it almost seems unfair to some of these, especially the older courses, you know, that don't have a ton of length and that you just can't lengthen them, you know, because you can't do that to everyone. And it just, it, it just doesn't seem fun to me sometimes. Hell, I even proposed, of course, I was half joking when I said it, that they should make these guys play off dirt fairways, you know, just because... Even it up a little bit, you know? I think I could probably compete with them if they were hitting off dirt fairways. 
You know, I had to play off dirt fairways in Louisville, Texas in high school. And I still shot under 80. But that's neither here nor there. So the USGA and the RNA have proposed a rule that would limit the distance a golf ball can travel at the professional level starting in January 2026. The rule which neither which would neither affect amateur golfers nor be required at elite professional events. Don't know what that means. Would restrict how far the golf ball travels. The goal is being uh, the goal would be to restrict insane distances professionals hit the ball off the tee while issuing the need for golf courses to frequently increase their yardages. So before I get into the the science of it here, are you in favor of this? Do you think that that's a problem or you think it's just progress? The distance. Uh, I'm going to make this real short. For them to have, for them to even try to do this, uh, is terrible. Um, listen, the evolution of athletes and evolution of of players, especially, and I'm going to say this in golf. Listen, athletes these days in golf are bigger, they're faster, training's better, nutrition's better. You don't see very many out of shape guys on tour anymore. You just don't. So they have elevated their game enough, uh, not enough, but extensively to know that fitness strength. I mean, equipment is a big deal part of this too, but they've limited the equipment. And that's a little bit what, what maybe they need to go back to a little bit is limit the equipment. But listen, why are you going to limit guys who like, why are you, why are you going to limit these guys when all they have done is got better, better, better in their fitness? Like in their, I mean, this is, these guys, these guys, I want to say this the right way. Cause you got, you asked me two questions and yeah. I'm frustrated about yeah. this because I'm getting asked this question a lot by a lot of people. I've sent some comments. I wrote a little article about this, about the golf ball. We, uh, Sunday, uh, uh, Sunday, I did a bunch of shows for, uh, for fan stream sports around the country with ESPN that, that I do on Sundays. And I got asked this question so many times about the golf ball. And that's all they want to talk about the golf ball. So you are basically saying that all the work that these guys have done on the PGA tour to get fitter nutrition, uh, everything they, they have done, you are now going to penalize them. Right. I mean, that's basically what you're doing. You're guys, guys like Bryson DeChambeau, who has built his entire career on being able to hit the ball farther than anybody else. Now you're bringing him back to with ever back with everybody else. And and you're making decisions. You're letting people make the decisions that can't break a hundred. Can't break a hundred. Right. Like the, these people in the USGA and RNA, they're not tour players. They're not golf professionals. Now I get to the point that they want to they. The cool part isn't the cool part about the guys that are just normal players that are 18 handicapped and go out and say, Hey man, I play the same. I, I play the same golf ball as Rory McIlroy. I play the same golf ball as Tiger Woods. I can play the same golf club as, as, as anyone on right, the PGA right. tour. Isn't that the cool part? Right. And these are decisions that are getting made by people that aren't tour players that aren't part of this. The PGA tour hasn't said that they want to limit the field. The limit to golf ball. It's the USGA and the RNA. It's not the PGA Tour. But right. now that they're saying, now they're saying that okay, the PGA Tour is the people is the one that needs is has to play a different golf ball. It's not the PGA Tour's decision. Won't you let the PGA Tour decide that? Why are you deciding it? Why? 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 And and people that are don't don't play competitive golf. Listen. It's a little bit. I'm going to make a little bit of analogy, and you might not disagree. We're both huge baseball fans, right? And you and I talked a bit, talked about this before, and I firmly believe that baseball was dying. And, and and maybe, you know, the steroid era is a little bit different. And I don't give it – I don't care about the steroid era, right? Right. It's single – in my opinion, it singly handled – brought back brought back baseball. For it a lot did. of people, for sure, yeah. It did. For the general public that want to want to watch the long ball, want to watch these guys hit it. Now, how they did it – how they uh, changed their bodies a little bit different, but 90% of the people in major league baseball were doing what they were doing. So why, you know, when, when guys, when, when people, the general public go, go, go watch a PGA tour event, they don't really know what they score. They don't, they look at these big, but they watch how far they hit the golf ball. 
right? And that brings people together. Bryson DeChambeau is a huge draw on the PGA Tour. He's not a huge draw because he shoots 25 under par. He's a huge draw. He he was a huge draw because how far he hit it. Yeah. That was a big topic of conversation. Now you want to eliminate that? Like that makes zero sense to me. Like zero sense. There are st- you can you can make golf courses Ops, you can make golf courses harder by not changing the golf ball. And, 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 and if their goal, my question is, what is their goal? Like, what's the goal for them to, to, to bring back the golf ball? Is it because they don't want it? They, they, they think the golf courses are obsolete? Well, no, they're not going to make the golf course, they're not going to make the people make golf course longer. They're just going to make it more challenging and more strategic. So, Frank. Right? From so no, and you're absolutely right, and I, all of those are valid, valid points. I don't, I don't think I disagree with any of them. However, let me let me talk to you about the the tolerances and the speeds that they're talking about, and then I want you to tell me as I'm as I'm explaining these things to you, tell me what percentage of current PGA players do you think even fall into this category? Okay, so basically, the rule would reduce the limit for how fast the ball can travel at high club head speed. So. If this rule is is instituted, the ball can only travel 317 yards with three yards of tolerance with 127-mile-an-hour club head speed. All right? So, and then it gets – and then let me me get this down here, too. So, it says the average PGA Tour club head speed in 2022 was 114.6. In 2023, the average PGA Tour club head speed – is 120 miles per hour. So both of these are way under the 127 mile per hour testing conditions, right? So anybody that can't that doesn't swing the the their driver 127 miles an hour and or drive the ball 317 yards consistently, this doesn't even affect them. So how many players on the tour Obviously, we know over in Live Golf, there's Bryson and, and all those guys. But what about the guys that are playing now? There's how many? What percentage or how many that you can think of fall into this category? They swing the club 127 miles an hour, or they drive the ball 317 yards consistently. One percent. But it's again, it's not fair to penalize those one percent of players for sure. Okay, so so let me let me ask you a question. So so you if this is if you're if you're an awful putter. You're a good player. Listen, you're a good player, right? So let me ask you something. Um, if you're if you're the best putter on the, uh, so if your strength and you know your strength on the PGA Tour is, I have to be stronger, fitter, faster than everyone else, and that's what I know I can do because the other parts of my game are terrible, right? But I'm still can play golf. I can still get in the hole. Why are you taking that away from? Why are you taking that away from me? Right. Like that makes no sense. So it'd be like the same thing as you have the best putter in the world that's telling you you're not allowed to make 15 footers. You're not allowed. 15 footers, you 15 footers are, are are no good. Like you're eliminating a part of a strength of a player that that's their strength that they have. That's like saying like if you're good. more than 15 feet out, you're required to two putt. Yes. Yeah. Right. No. It, I mean, it doesn't make just, sense. Like, it's just like, I don't, like, if you know your strength, it's just like in any sport. Like, it doesn't really matter. If you know your strength on the PGA Tour, and this isn't how you know you can compete on the PGA Tour is, I have to hit it farther than everyone, but now you're telling me I'm not able to do that, but I'm not doing it because I have, my equipment is jacked up or anything. I'm just going to be fitter, faster, and a better athlete physically then these people are because I know that's the weakness or now I know that's the strength in my game and you're going to take that away. I can't play. Like I can't play. And that makes no sense. It right. makes zero. It makes zero sense. And now I'm going to go back to the point that a lot of these people, I'm telling you, there's more people than you think there is that say, Hey man, I can play the same golf ball as a 15 handicap. Then Tiger Woods can play. I'm telling you, and it, there is a little bit difference, right, than the tour ball, but it's not because of length. And there's a little bit difference in clubs, right? Then you buy off the rack. There is differences, but that like I don't get it. I don't get what they're doing because because they're just they're making up they're making up stuff. Here's the, here's the thing that's going to be interesting is the LPGA is not going to adapt it. They're not going to accept it. Mm-mm. 
They're not. They're not because they want distance. They want they want a woman to hit it three hundred ten yards. Because isn't that Can't isn't they? that cool? Can't they? I mean that's pretty rare, right? It does. It very I mean, rarely women, happens. I mean, we well, women can't do things, right? Like, but let me let me. I'm getting to the point to where like people just don't walk out of bed, roll out of bed, and hit it 320 yards with 126 mile an hour club head speed. They train for that. Mm-hmm. They're trained. People are training to get better at their sport. This is a, a this is a plus for for them. This is what they know they have to do. They're training. They're working their at. They're working their tail off to do this and now you're going to eliminate it like i don't i don't get what they're doing like i said there's no one there's no one on the talk on that i've talked to on the pga tour any affiliations caddy players anything like that that i have talked to that's in favor of it well and i think the the biggest point here is at least to me is what you touched on at the beginning of your rant and your very eloquent rant by the way that was what i was hoping that was what i was hoping for when i asked you the question was it good? It was great. Because I got, because you know I don't get upset that often. No, and that just. But you're pretty passionate about some things. That was one of them. So but I think the biggest issue for me is the source of this. Again, why does the USGA and the RNA give a crap about this? It's. I mean, from a competitive standpoint, golf's as much fun now to watch as it has been ever before. To me, let me ask you something. I mean, Sorry. you have. Let me at, ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off because you know my, how my mind works. Who's the longest hitter on the PGA Tour? Uh, I, look don't that, I don't look know. Look up that stat. Oh, like legitimately? Yeah. Well, the longest. Um, yes, while we're looking this up. Uh, Cameron Champ. Top Cameron Champ. Tops the list of the longest average driving distance on the tour in 2022 of 321.4 yards, just ahead of Rory McIlroy with an average driving distance of 320.4 yards. When's the last time Cameron Champs won a golf tournament? Nope, because he can't doesn't have a short game. There you go. Drive for show, put for no, baby. There you go. So you're lim- so so let me ask you something. If they drop down that golf ball and Cameron, I mean Cameron Champs kept his car. Listen, he's a good player. But if you if you do what they propose to for him to do, and he loses twenty five yards, the guy won't. The guy can't play golf. No, the loses card. They can't. The guy can't play the PGA Tour. So you're eliminating more people on the PGA Tour than you're helping. I I, I firmly believe. I don't think even though the USGA can, they're try to do this, and RNA will try to do this. That doesn't mean the PGA Tour will accept it. Right. That 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 that, that doesn't mean and. I certainly don't think they will. Yeah, and I just, again, I I do think things are getting out of hand with distances. But this isn't the way you fix that at all. Build longer golf courses. You know, Augusta, isn't Augusta, well, I know you can't do that because then the normal average guy like me or like you, I'm below average, we know that. Then, the, I'm then we can't. I'm not average. I'm not average either. Then we can't play on the course, right? Unless you're going to have eight sets of tee boxes, right? But there's but, there's but, just the game is adapting. Look at the NBA. Look at the game of basketball. In the early seventies, the guys weren't nearly as athletic. Uh, they the scoring wasn't what it is now. You didn't even have a three point line, okay, until the late seventies. And yet here we are, twenty twenty three. Dude, guys are taller now. They haven't moved the rim up. They haven't moved back the three point line any farther than it. Then the, I think one time they moved it back. It's just the game. It, it, the game adapts, and the players adapt to the game. Golf is no different. That's no. just how it is. The governing bodies have to adapt with with the progression of the game and with the technology. You don't got to change the change anything. I just think it's it's ludicrous. Yeah, I, I, I listen. Uh, you know they're they're always making the, the issue of, of of making the golf courses longer, and they can't do it because there's not enough land. I get that point. But, you know, you want to change this. You want to change a product. You want to change a product like the PGA Tour that is built on entertainment. And you want to take a little a, a level of what entertainment is for the PGA Tour guys that hit it very far, take angles away, and you want to take that away? You want to take that part of entertainment away, That how far these guys hit it? What about John Daly? 
right? If John Daly was still playing the PJ Tour and you told him that that they're going to not allow him to hit the golf ball as far as he hits it, I mean, you think he's going to say? I mean, that's your guy, right? You, you think it's you my think boy. The, you think that's going to be okay? You think nope. people? You think people will go watch John Daly if he hits it two hundred and fifty yards? I mean, only if he's chugging beer before every tee. Listen, the, the premise of John Daly, why he was so popular, he was relatable and he hit it farther than everybody else. Now you take that away from John Daly, a guy like John Daly, he there, it, it, you don't ever you never hear of John Daly. Yeah, you just, I mean, I I just don't get what I don't get what they're doing. There's other ways to do it besides that. Listen, golf. That's why you have 14 clubs in your bag. It's a part of skill. It's a part of strategy. I mean, there's six or seven. Look, look at this week. Look at this week. Golf ball still in play. Ten under par wins. The golf course is hard. Play make the golf courses harder. You don't have to make them longer. Yeah, make them harder. You can shorten the golf courses without shortening the distance of the holes. You just you can keep move the golf traps course around. The same. Move, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep, I mean, you 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 make the you make the golf make the make the rough longer. I mean, you you change pin positions. Uh, you, you you do a lot of things. You can do a lot of things to make the golf course more difficult and allow these guys that are longer hitters to take different angles. Isn't that the cool part? Take yeah. some more risk reward. Yeah. Take some of that risk as opposed to a guy. Uh, both can work both ways, right? If you look at a par a par four, that's four hundred and sixty yards, right? And it's a dog leg left. That hey, a longer hitter that says, "Hey man, my my line is over these trees and cut the corner." Well, look at a guy like Jordan Spieth that might not be his line. He hits a three wood around the corner. It's in the middle of the fairway. Let these guys that are long hitters take those risks and those angles. Sure. If you take that away, the golf ball, you're taking away their strength. They're taking away their angles and their creativity. I, I just don't get it. Um, and and like I said, there's no one that I've talked to on the PJ Tour, anyone affiliated PJ Tour that get it, gets it or likes it. Yeah, and I can't imagine, like you said, this even if if they they've I don't know what their process is. If the USGA and the RNA, RNA. have to have to have to vote on it and accept it or whatever, but then like you said, PGA Tour has to adapt it, has to adopt it. They're not going to do that. It's a three year window. It's a three year window that they're going to they're testing, but they're not going to test it on the PGA Tour. They're not going to tell these guys to play a different golf ball. And uh, you know, you know, the deciding factor is, um, you know. I got to look a little bit more about these golf ball manufacturers. Is it good for them that they're creating a new ball for different players? Does it make them more money? I don't know. I mean, that's, that's something that's a whole new can of, you know, box well, to learn. doesn't that, that's another thing. Doesn't that take away all of the golf ball manufacturers? Their marketing, our ball is the longest. It can't be the longest. You all have to be the same. It's like, it's like NASCAR, right? Do you like do you like NASCAR? Do you like NASCAR? That's that, that's the um, where they have the modified speed system or whatever they have. I have to talk to Restrict, my father. Restrictor about that. plate racing is what you're talking about. On the is that good or bad race. for NASCAR? Uh, a lot of people think it's fun to watch, but I think it's terrible for the sport. But it makes the cars. They claim it makes the cars safer because it keeps them from going 240 miles an hour like the Indy cars do on the big ovals. But then you just got them all bunched up together and they're just crashing into each other all the time. I think that's bad. I, I that's bad. You know, I it's think there's the got to be a limit. But in in there in there some in there some parts of like being a uh, an engineer to find reasons within their limits to make your uh, your car better and to really to see how how good your driver is. Right? I mean, take the yeah. risk. I mean, you get a faster car, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a guy that drives that car that's a little bit more of a risk taker taker and got a little. I don't want to say it on the air, but it's got 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 a little bit more heart, right? Mm-hmm. It's got a, it, that knows what he's doing and take those angles a little bit. I mean, I don't I don't know if that's the right analogy or not, yeah. but I think that's pretty close. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's very well said. So it is what it is. We'll we'll continue to watch that and we'll keep you guys updated and posted on uh, any developments in the USGA and the RNA. Proposing to limit the distance golf balls can fly. Like when I read that, I'm like, "There's no way." There's like, man, there's there's no way I just read that right. Like, there's no way that's a thing. And here we go. We we talked about it for the last 25 minutes. So you got me on my deal. You got me. You got me fired up. Uh, That's gonna do it for us tonight. We appreciate everybody that tuned in here on FanStream Sports on the FanStream Sports app on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook, and also on our uh, on our especially our YouTube channel. Go over there and check us out. We love to interact with you guys. We've had fun. Make sure you guys pay attention to the WGC Dell Technologies match play this week. We're going to talk about it 
Probably a little bit tomorrow, maybe a little bit on Wednesday, but we'll uh, put out on social media when we're going to do that. We have to talk about it and get our schedules straight here because Johnny's traveling, and he'll be, I'll be there. there next week. Yeah, <laughs> reporting. Well, I'll be down there next week reporting for FanStream Sports. My kind of big, big event uh, going down there inside the ropes. Got a lot of interviews setting up. Going to do some uh, pretty cool things down there. Got got some interviews set up with some big time players there. So looking forward to that. Going to be there, and then the following week at Valero. I'll be doing the same thing, reporting for uh, fan stream sports. So it's going to be a great week next. It's going to be cold. I'm tired of this cold weather, Tim. I'm tired of it. No, I'm ready for it to be hot so I can get out and play some putt-putt golf because that's what I like to do. We appreciate everybody tuning in and everybody that made this one possible. For Johnny, I'm Indy Tim. And until next week, boys, y'all keep hitting them straight. Today's episode is brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center, North Dallas's premier golf practice facility with over 65 grass tees, two practice putting surfaces, a short game area, and an 18-hole mini golf course. With covered and heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game year-round. The Highlands Performance Golf Center is located in Carrollton on Trinity Mills in between Marsh and Midway. Give them a call at 972-733-4111 or check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com. 